Are you in need of a top dog electrician? For over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract companies in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR back-to-school hookup and save you 20% on your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off of your next service call. Make sure you call our friends at Piper Electric. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. You may recognize that intro. It's because I stole it from Locked On Nuggets. Oh my goodness, a thief! A thief. A thief in our midst. I'm actually with the host of Locked On Nuggets now, and that's Adam Manas. Adam, what's up, buddy? I'm also the co-host of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Is that true? I think so. I haven't seen you on here in a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. What's new with you, man? (laughs) Um, Well, the Denver Nuggets are awesome facts that's like a real thing that is true is it too much to get excited in preseason dude we are gonna get excited right now okay so we're we're going to definitely ramp up the excitement because i'm not gonna lie people don't know this This is like behind the scenes details but like me and brendan haven't seen each other for a few days i mean we talk to each other every day online but haven't seen each other each other to like really get into what, what each other think of this team at the moment i have some takes Surprising. I have some hot takes. We've um I'll have to turn that down and post. We we have some uh, <laughs> we we've we've debuted this before in pods between the two of us, but sometimes yeah. Adam and I we get caught up after a game. We can't just go home and we sit can't, by. No. We gotta process it together. We do. So we sit in his car. Sometimes I squeeze into a child seat in that's the back. That's true, that's happened. And we just dish out our hottest takes that we're not sure if we believe. What do we call these? Half-baked hot takes? Half-baked hot takes. So my question to you, buddy, are you ready for a podcast full of half-baked hot takes? My body's ready. (laughs) Before we do, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor today. It's Total Beverage, a.k.a. TotalBev.com. Beer, liquor, wine, the widest selection of alcohol in the greater Denver area. As you may or may not know, Total Bev delivers to most of the metro area, Adam, from Lakewood to Boulder, Aurora to Brighton. And they have the lowest prices in the state. So if you're a drinker, which I'm assuming most of you are. Get your drinking done <laughs> was aggressive. Total Beverage, TotalBev.com, our good friends at Total Bev. Do you use that service ever, Adam? I do. Total, the older you get, the more you use services. <laughs> Especially delivery services. Yeah. Not that you have to be old. You could be of any age, but to all of you old heads out there, use services. Shout out Total Bev. I'll be using them this weekend because we got winners in Denver, Adam. We, we got winners. Avs, Broncos, That's winning right. again. That's right. And well, the Broncos, yeah, they are winners. I'm they're, back on the train. They're back. <laughs> TDSP pod today. I picked them for the Super Bowl. So. Oh, I could see that. Shout out Total Bev. We'll tell you more about Total Bev later in the show, but we always got to shout them out. Our homies. Our homies, indeed. Our homies, indeed. No, honestly, though, Brendan, the last two games, the rest, all three preseason games have just been this, like, growing excitement. It's weird because I came into the preseason thinking uh, there's nothing you can glean from this. Keep yeah. all expectations tempered. I'm going to glean so much today. <laughs> <laughs> what have you gleaned, wise one, through three games? Is it glean or gleam? Glean? I don't know either. Don't know. We're both writers. <laughs> um, 
Man, I don't... Well, so here's the thing. These are all half-baked, right? Like, I don't totally believe these, but I'm. this is things that, like, I'm not going to lie, I have been thinking about. Mm. Michael Porter Jr. is really good, and Jeremy Grant is really good. And, and like, before we get into any of the specific stuff, like, those guys have... I came in, especially with Jeremy Grant, I came in with really high expectations. He's beat them. Yeah. He's absolutely beat them. And with Michael Porter Jr., I purposefully came in with no expectations because, you know, you knew the talent, but there's just so many mysteries around him. Half of the mysteries are like, that was not something to be concerned about. I mean, no. some of this, a lot of this is we have to wait and see. But a lot of it's just like, no, this guy's actually really good. And I get why Nate Duncan called him the best prospect he's ever seen at the yeah. Nike Hoop Summit. I get why he was the number one recruit out of high school. And I get why people like you and I find responsibility in reminding people to <laughs> slow your roll. Temper. But I also get if you're why if you're a fan sitting at home, you just go, hang on, time out. He's really good. End of story. He just hit a running, falling out of bounds, pivot his body in midair, jumper in the baseline, and he shot it with confidence and didn't hit a rim. Like, yeah, like he just, there's so many plays that pop up the screen that I'm like, I'm already sold on the the upside. That's all I would say. I'm sold on the upside. And I think of, of how well Denver's offense can run at full strength and healthy, but I also think of all those times last year where things broke down and we love Jokic, but that's not necessarily his game. Just finding a bucket out of midair. MPJ, MPJ can get you two points out of nothing. Yeah, I think, and I think he has a long way to go even in that regard because he's still a guy that loves to do the like sidestep pull-up jumper, mm. which is, I mean, he's 6'10", it's effective, so he can do it. But he has, it's more about like his feel for the game is a lot higher than I thought it would be. Mm. I kind of expected him to be this, like, it was nothing against him or anything. Just, I expected him to be this dumb player that scored 30 a game all through high school because he never had to do any of the smart stuff. Right. No, he's really smart. He's a really smart off-ball player, and he's fun to watch. I mean, let's put it this way. I this is I could ask you this one as like a, a, a first off like hot hot or hot take kind of thing. But what? How fun is he on the team? Like, I think Jokic is insanely fun, so I still think he's number one. I think we're a year away from MPJ being run away the most fun player on the team. It's, honestly, it's, it's, in, it's on the table. It's on the table. <laughs> and I, Murray will be up there, right? And, and the way Murray gets points, they're flashy, they're fun. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that was game three of a preseason. It was in Phoenix. Monday Night Football was on. Now, I know I do this for a living. It's my job. Yeah. But, Adam, I was dialed in to a preseason. Dialed in. Dialed in. I watched Michael Porter Jr.'s highlights from this last game 20 times. <laughs> that might be a bit much, <laughs> but that's awesome. 20 times I watched every single one of them. What's, no. what's, the, what's your favorite? Is it the, the turnaround jumper you described? Is yeah, that that because that, that's the one. Like, the block shots were cool. There was some But that was the one where it's just like, nobody can do anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't, he shot it over like a small defender or whatever, but it's like, it doesn't matter if you had Giannis on him. He, he hit a running jumper from the baseline. Are you looking for, concerned with at all, like the rest of the package from MPJ at this point, or are you just looking for that scoring ability, that skill set? There are a million things that are going to limit him this year mm. on the court. And so, yeah, I see all those things as well. But it's one of those things where I was talking actually to somebody. I guess I could say I was talking to Chris Dempsey tonight. Um, there was a Nuggets event. We were there. I was name talking to drop. him. And, yeah, name drop. Love Chris Dempsey. And I said something about, like, you know, you know, he's got a lot to learn of this, that. He goes, yeah, but the thing is, all of the things he does poorly, he's still so good. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he, 
and and it's the stuff you can learn. It's the stuff yeah. you do learn. And right. Here's another thing I'll say, Brendan. I don't. Again, this is where I don't. Again, all of the almost all of the things I'm going to say on today's show are like. I'm not committing to these takes. I am merely saying that they are in my head and I'm considering them and like I need more evidence to, to go with it. But I think he's a fast learner. Mm. I think I see a difference between him in this last game than in the first two. Elaborate on that. Just little reads, the attention to detail on the defensive end. Um, it's really just the little details where it's like, yeah, he screwed that up in game one. He was okay in game two. And in game three, he's, he's a lot better at it. Right. And I mean, I think... I do think his learning curve is going to be pretty steep with these small details. And look, man, <laughs> the, the sky is... You don't say this for too many players. The sky's the limit for him. It really is. It really he's that, is. He's that good. The instincts. It's just the, That's probably the key word for me is instincts. And as an offensive rebounder, as a cutter, it's like this dude doesn't find buckets. Buckets find him. Yeah, it's true. He does find buckets too, though. Like, So the thing that's funny about it is not all good scores are good cutters, right? Hmm. But a lot of times, really elite scores are because their focus has been so much on, like, how do I get open so I get the ball back? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think Michael Porter Jr. is that type of great scorer where it's like he's clearly played with some very talented players, including his brother, right? His brother's a great passer. His, his brother, Jante, is very Jokic-like, mm. um, which I think is kind of funny. It seems like that always happens when you have the hyper-talented scorer. You have the, like, sibling that's the all-do-it-multi-tool. Right, right. Um, but MPJ... You can just tell he's always thinking, how can I get the ball back? But he's channeled it in a way that's positive. Not like, right, right. run to the ball and hand it to me. It's like, okay, well, if I do this, I'm open again. Right. It's the way you want your scorer to think, right? 100%. Did you see anything on the defensive side from him that encouraged you? I, I've, I've been kind of stuck on the idea that, look, the defensive instincts aren't great, but there's still a higher baseline than trying to plug a shooting guard in at the three, just in terms of the length and the size. He's got a long way to go. Yeah. And it'll be a steep learning curve there as well. But does it, I mean, does it help at all that he's just 6'10"? Doesn't that provide something the Nuggets need at the three? Height is half of defense. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, uh, maybe not half. But it's a large percentage of it. And I'll tell you, it's not just him. It's the addition. I'm sure we're going to talk about Jeremy Grant, too. But the addition of Jeremy Grant, um, the 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 rebirth, I guess, or, or just adding back in Will Barton. I know he's been pretty bad. But just like the length that he gives you, he's playing mostly shooting guard this last game. So right. you had lineups that had MPJ, Wancho, MPJ, Jeremy Grant, Jokic, Barton. That's a pretty big lineup. That's all people 6'6 six, six or taller. Right. It's just like that's really, really long. And so, yes, I think that defensively he actually does have a fair amount of upside. He's not very quick on his feet, and I don't know that he'll ever will be. Um, but it doesn't matter when you're that tall. Kevin Durant was like one of the best rim protectors in the league two seasons ago. In large part because he's so mobile and so tall. And if he's playing, we've seen him in lineups, MPJ, alongside Jeremy Grant. That's got to mitigate a lot of those deficiencies, right? No doubt about it. The Nuggets are an athletic team now. It's so weird. It happened quick. They're long and athletic. They're long and athletic now. And I think, to, to me, that's just one of the biggest developments. Uh, you knew adding Jeremy Grant, for some reason I just didn't think about what it would mean athletically, but... Um, it, it's funny. Denver can overwhelm teams. I thought I talked about this on Locked On Nuggets yesterday. Um, I thought the Nuggets overwhelmed uh, Phoenix in transition in this last game. Mm. Phoenix not very good, especially defensively. But there are just so many times when if you get switched onto MPJ and you're a shooting guard, you're giving up seven inches of height and yeah. like fifteen inches of reach. You can't do that, which means you have to try even harder to sprint back and match up with your guy. And I just. 
De- it's weird how Denver's identity has sort of changed. Completely different team on the fast break already. Even the defensive end, you see Grant out there. That's a different dimension, right? A guy that can close the gap and contest those shots. Jeremy Grant has been maybe even more impressive than Michael Porter Jr. My- Michael Por- in a vacuum. In like a Michael-, vacuum. Michael Porter Jr. more impressive because of what he means, what his upside is. Like You can see what he can build off of. But Jeremy Grant, out of the package, has been... Ev- I was so high on him. I was so high. It was funny. I don't remember. We did this podcast together last year when we, we predicted the power forwards. It was we me did. and you. Yeah. And I threw him out at number 13. I remember that. Consensus this year, top 10, I think. By the end of the year? By the end of the year. By, by the midpoint of the by year. By midpoint of the year. He, He's really good. He has a skill set that is going... He needs all of it here. Like in, in Oklahoma City, he needed half of it. Right. You know, And right. that's what, what he showed. I think he needs all of it here, and it's just... <laughs> Jokic makes things easy for people, and he's going to have a lot of easy buckets. It's hard not to wonder, I mean, if, if Murray's on 180, Jokic is maxed, and, and, and Gary's getting his deal, the power forward of the future can't come at too big a price. So how talented of a player can you get for something that's affordable? There's a chance that Jeremy Grant really is that sweet spot, about as good as you're going to do. You might end up with a situation where, I, I don't think Jeremy Grant would be great everywhere, because he is a... Um, you know, he's not, there's some players that are. You can plug them into any system or whatever. I don't think he's a system player, but, you know, Jokic is a unique player. And he is really, really good. Along, He's unique, and Jokic is unique, and they kind of are peanut butter and jelly. Um, I don't know that you can put him in every team, in every spot, but there's a, he had 22 points last night. 22. On, like, 11 shots or something. Yeah, like yeah. It was an easy 22. Easy 22. An easy 22. Those three-point shots... I was looking at that percentage last year, and then I watched him shoot in an open gym, and I'm am I thinking is that some kind of outlier? Probably not. I think Jeremy Grant can shoot. Well, here's what Jeremy Grant can do, and I've always said that shooting isn't just about like the form and this or that. Shooting is a lot about being in the right spot and rec- every the ball coming to you at the right time, everything happening in rhythm. Jeremy Grant, and I hope to share this to, with you guys throughout the course of the year. I'm very proud of some articles I put out this week. The list, a new series I'm doing on DN, the DNVR.com. You're, if you're not a subscriber, you're going to want to subscribe just for that. But um, the 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 video, the the little details that he does to space the floor are elite. Yep. He, I always talk about Juancho Hernan Gomez and how what I love about him. Maybe skill wise, he's got some real deficiencies, but I just love that he's always in the right spot. And he has a very high IQ. Jeremy Grant does too. We've got a lot more to talk about, some predictions to make, some half-baked hot takes. Before we do, Adam, it is time to take a second and acknowledge our good friends at Breckenridge Brewery. I love this read, dude, because it's not hard. I'm not even reading the script right now because I genuinely love this beer. I was at the DNVR tailgate outside of the Broncos game. Hey, I was there too. Where you were, yeah, I was. we were even hanging out. That's together. right. That is true. Yeah, I had my first you ever guys strawberry come. sky. Please do. We're yeah. throwing another one on Thursday. Uh, the Broncos are winners again. So get back on that train. Sons of Mile High throws the best tailgate in town, but it's stacked with free Breck brews of every variety. I believe you were stuck with a vanilla porter in the heat. Oh, I love vanilla porter. It's like my favorite one. There you go. Other, actually, it's my second favorite one. Avalanche Ale. Avalanche Ale. That's probably the consensus favorite. Which we have stocked in our DNVR fridge now. It's awesome. A lot of vanilla porters for the Michael Porter Jr. talk. Uh, but look for Strawberry Sky, all their brands, at your local liquor store, any other Breckenridge beer Make sure you also uh, look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com. We just launched it this week. You'll be able to see all the events we have planned, and we'll be drinking Breck brews at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. You know what we've never gotten? 
We've never gotten somebody send us a photo on Twitter of them drinking a Breck Brew. Yeah, it's never happened. The DNVR Broncos the, people get that like every, every day. day. So every Nuggets day. people, Vanilla Porters, Michael Porter Juniors, this is easy. Send us some pictures. We will retweet you. All right, Adam. Last year, the Denver Nuggets, based in Colorado, you mm. might be familiar, mm-hmm. they ranked sixth in offensive efficiency according to basketball reference. I have a question for you. 2019, 2020, where will the Nuggets finish in that same category? Number two. Number two. I'm Bre- only only because I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I didn't say I number really one. Get that hot. You might yeah, if I might as well. Like, you know what? I want to be reasonable here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious about this. The Nuggets were phenomenal offensively last year, weren't they? You know who they didn't have? Healthy Gary Harris. Healthy Will Barton. You know who they did have? Trey Lyles. Yeah. Like they had some real anchors. Uh, you know, in the in the lineup and rotation, the Nuggets in this last preseason game against Phoenix. Yes, it was the Phoenix Suns. They put up forty points in the first quarter, sixty five in the first half. I think one hundred and twenty something in the game. And guess what? They were missing Paul Millsap and Malik Beasley. Yeah, I didn't feel like they played that well. There was a small. It's funny. The first quarter was the big point total. Yeah. But there was a small stretch in the second quarter where Gary and Jamal were feeling it at the same time, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, that's right. This team is really good. I want to talk about that. Please do. All right, let's. We'll jump forward in the rundown. That's just, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't care regardless. But I'm just, that's for me. We have not seen the best of Jamal Murray and Gary Harris at the same time. But we and I was just thinking about not this. even close. Not even close, actually. In Be- fact, it's usually been one or the other. Two years ago, Gary Harris has had two very elite years or very very good years. Last year was not one of them. The two seasons before that were. Jamal Murray was a rookie in one of them, barely played. I mean, he played a little bit, but not that much, and he certainly wasn't good. Then his sophomore season, Jamal Murray showed flashes. We knew he was a good player. We saw the signs, but he wasn't that guy yet. Gary Harris was incredible. Then you go back to last year, Jamal Murray makes a, a, a step forward, and Gary Harris isn't. Last night, the, when those two, that quarter you're talking about, that second quarter where they both got hot, Denver went up 20 they were up 20 points in the second quarter. It was easy, too. It was the easiest 20-point lead in the history of basketball. I, the, my point is, those two guys, I think, they're not going to click like that every game. It's kind of like CJ and Dame, where it's, yeah. it's actually kind of rare for both guys to be going well. But when the ball gets popping and the team gets moving, those guys put points up quick. What is that dynamic you just described where we can't bank on that happening? What can that be attributed to? Is that something about them not going hand-in-hand in, hand in terms of skill sets, or just the way the cookie crumbles with there's only one ball. I think I think it's more the the latter. It's not even there's only one ball. You know, there's games where Jokic and Murray go off. There's games where Jokic and Harris go off. There's going to be games where Jokic and MPJ, Murray and Harris. I just think there's only so many guys that can score 30 points in a given game. It's very rare for three guys to go off like that. So I, I just think it's more of a circumstance, and it's also more of a pick your poison. A lot of teams are going to, you know, think about it. Most teams have one good perimeter defender. Denver's that way. Gary Harris, you have the tough assignment. Jamal Murray, you have the easy one, right? Yeah. Well, against Denver, some one of those two guys is going to get the easy assignment every single night. And if Michael Porter Jr. steps into a starting role or becomes a starting caliber player where he's playing all those minutes, now you got to have a third perimeter <laughs> defender. And it's Ooh, like baby. one of those guys is going to have a crappy defender on him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you and you just you play to that. Yeah, nah, that's a good point. It is. It's funny though. I think two years ago. To me, the most fun part of the Nuggets team was the Gary Nicola connection. Yeah. Last year was obviously Jamal and, and and Nicola. So, can they? Can all three of them get going at the same time? Can they put it all together? We got a, a tiny taste, I thought, of like 
we have yet to see peak nuggets this version of the nuggets and and in that game i thought okay there's a path to, to us seeing it on the floor this year there's one other piece of this entire equation that i think is important mm. and you guys have to listen to what i'm saying here paul Millsap is phenomenal i still think he's a starter i still think that he is like one of the best fits you could possibly put with Jokic, all around not necessarily offensively the first like five possessions of that game yesterday were all at the rim. Either dunks, yep. fouls at the rim, or wide open layups, or mildly contested layups. And I think that had to do with the added spacing that Jeremy Grant provides. And ultimately, Michael Porter Jr. as well. He's going to play some there. Wancher and Gomez. I just think the paint is going to be open this year. Yeah, I think the spacing should be way different. The spacing should be different. I just think Denver's going to be living at the rim. It's awesome. I Yeah, I, have them, I had them fourth. Probably not as hot as two, but... I, in, in fact, that's not even really a hot take because, to your point, last year, that's probably where they should have been. Yeah. That's probably what they were at their core. Yeah. So if they're healthy and you add these, you know, some of these names to the fold, I think they're at least that, or at least a top four offense. I mentioned, I think, a week ago that I was. Uh, you can only move one, at a scale of one to ten, you can only move up or down one in preseason. Otherwise, you're being an idiot. Right. I was a one concerned about Jamal Murray. I'm down to a zero again. I thought he was really, really good in this last game, and... And good in ways that are meaningful. It wasn't yes. that he... He did make shots. Yep. He made shots in game two, too. But I just thought he ran the show really, really yep. well. And it was like, okay, man, this looked guy... better defensively. Looks good. Yeah, a couple of late misses marred what was actually a pretty good night for Murray. I yeah. thought that was encouraging as well. Uh, defensively, they were ninth last year, the big surprise of the year. So on one hand, Adam, how could they possibly replicate that, especially with all the luck they had with opponent three-point shooting? Yeah. On the other hand, they added Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., where do you see them finishing defensively? Jeremy Grant, I think, will be the second or third best defender on the Nuggets roster. First, second, or third. He could be first. I, I don't think and, so. And, and is, it, is it Gary and Millsap are the other two names? Yes. Okay. Th- to me, they are. Yes. Um, Torrey Craig, maybe you could throw him in there. I think Torrey Craig does a lot of good stuff, too. Jeremy Grant is right there, and he's replacing a guy in Trey Lyles who's probably a bottom two or three guy. Yep. So that's an improvement. Gary Harris is healthy, for, and presumably for a full season. That's a big improvement. Um, you know, hopefully you get some improvements out of some of these other guys. And then we just mentioned Michael Porter Jr., while not a great defender, presumably playing a lot of minutes, he's just so long. And I think Denver, you did mention, though, the the luck on, on three-point percentage. There is some line for regression there, but I still think Denver can be a top-10 defense. I agree. So where do you, if, if, I, if I made you pick? Eighth. Eight. I think I don't think they're an elite defense because they don't have an elite defensive center. Right. They have Jokic who does a lot of things at an elite level, but not in the way that like a Rudy Gobert that's going to really Rudy Gobert. You can plug him into almost any team; they're going to have a great. Right. I think Denver will be top ten. I think they'll be very solid. Um, and honestly, last year this happened a little bit. Denver was great defensively until they blew a team out by twenty five, and then they like and then defense they, sucked. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be some of that this year. Yeah, probably. Probably. Denver but, holds the Pistons to 65 points through three quarters, and they end up giving up 105, but it's like, come on. But I, I'm with you, man. I think maybe Fluke, I don't know. I think that team learned that there are other ways to win games, and that's oh, not yeah. a lesson that they're just going to forget. So I see them finishing somewhere in that ballpark as well. Slight surprise, last year they finished 19th in three-point percentage. Oh, yeah. So that's a great one. I really don't know how to chart this with the Nuggets. Are they going to shoot better this year? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're right that I don't know that. But, right. um, you know, Malik Beasley was very hot last year. Monte Morris was very hot. There's line for regression there. But I, I, do, I just think Denver's a good shooting team. Yeah. It's weird how many people wanted them to improve their shooting, in large part because of the playoffs, and everybody remembers Game 7, and nobody can make a 3. Guess what? 
game sevens, a lot of times that's what happens. Yeah. Got teams just don't make threes. Um, I think Gary Harris can be a 40% three-point shooter this year. I think Jamal Murray can be a 40% three-point shooter. I think Jeremy Grant can be. Paul Millsap, I think, can be 36%. Jokic Wancho can be 36 37%. Yeah. Wancho up there. So I, I think Denver is going to put a lot of pressure on teams this year offensively, and they're going to get a lot of open looks. The you, you did say one name in there that caught my attention. Is that still on the table for Jokic? I, I, I wonder at it a is. certain point if he's just not the, the shooter from deep. Week. Well, he shot 40% in the playoffs, and yeah. I've always said this about Jokic. I, 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 Matt Moore jokes that I'm the Jokic whisperer. <laughs> Jokic, so Jokic is about focus, and I think he is more susceptible to losing focus, especially on things like his three-point shot and even confidence, too. When it mattered, I always felt like Jokic was going to have a good percentage like fourth quarters and big moments big games and then certainly the playoffs so to me it's more of a focus issue and more of a flow of the offense issue because another thing that happens with Jokic I think is when he's taking a bunch of threes in a game oftentimes it's because the offense is not working and he's just kind of like last resort type thing so I do I think Jokic is probably a 37% three-point shooter and when the offense is healthy he's 38 39 Okay, let's take a quick break, Adam. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll get back. And we're back, although really quick, Adam. I just said we're back. I have another plug. It's a merch plug, though. It's fun this time. Up on thednvr.com right now, we have a new t-shirt, latest addition to the DNVR line. It's sexy. It's, I bought one. It's themed off the Denver Sports Podcast, if you're familiar. If you're not, it should be available in any of your podcast feeds. Hey, you were on that today, weren't you? I was on that today. Wow. That's right. Yeah, so we, it's got, uh, it's it's four teams, one shirt. All, all the major professional teams are represented. <laughs> yep, two girls, one cup reference for you. Just waiting for anyone wow. to notice. Didn't get, did not get called out on the internet, but I did let that one rip. But it's awesome. Check it out. Uh, Denver fandom belongs <laughs> under one roof. It belongs in one shirt. So rep all of your teams. Rep your city with one comfortable shirt from our guy, D-Line Co. That is our guy. It is our guy. Brendan, your takes, you were asking me, were hot, but they weren't hot, hot. Yeah, it's true. These are about to be really hot. Are you ready for them? Yeah. I'm I want ready. you to... I, I want... I, I'm not saying I believe them. I just want to know where you stand. Sure. Michael Porter Jr. has the highest ceiling on the Denver Nuggets roster. Wow. It is not true. That's a 10 on a hot scale. That's, that's a spicy that's one. That's scolding hot. I think he has the second highest ceiling. I do too. I'm still going with Jokic. I do too. Um, I still. I think a lot of this is a philosophy thing. I think I've spent far too much time with you to value volume scoring over the things that <laughs> Jokic is good at, and I think those things come naturally to Jokic. And obviously, the opposite is true for MP, MPJ. So it comes down to what you weigh, what you value. I still think it's Jokic, but MPJ is probably second, second highest ceiling. I think it's actually, and again, this is one, I will say this one that I believe now. I mean, it's not, like, I'm not, we'll, we'll learn more as time goes on, but I actually do think I've seen enough to say that I think Michael Porter Jr. has the second highest ceiling. Yeah. Or I should say a top two highest ceiling, but I would say clearly I mean, second. I, I would just frame it this way. There is, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's likely, there's a path maybe to Murray being a top 25 player. I don't think there's a path to him being a top 10 player. And, and I mean, he would have to really, really, really make a leap. And and so 25 is possible, not likely. I, I see 10 as virtually impossible. I think 25 is, I wouldn't say unlikely for my for, it, for It's certainly within his, yeah, his sights, right? Yeah. MPJ, it's, it's such a wide range of possibilities, but there's no doubt that the absolute ceiling is top 10 material. Agreed. 
I think him and Jokic both have the ability to be top 10 players. And guess what? There's only two teams in the whole NBA that have that, the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, if the Nuggets have that organically on top of the rest of this roster, but look, man, I like Murray. You know, I, I do think he's a really, really good player. I do think he has top 25 talent, maybe even top 20 talent. Damian Lillard, for example, is like top 15 talent, right? right? Yep, and yep. I think I think Murray can be that. Yeah. But Michael Porter Jr., man, he is a guy that you can't guard. That He can be a guy that you cannot defend. Um, he's not there, of course, right now. But he just has the height and he has the jumper. And he seems to have the drive. He seems to have the feel. That he's a guy that I think at his peak can get 14 points off of quote-unquote easy buckets. Transition, cut, backdoor cuts, free throws. I think he can get that. And I think he can get another 10 points on hard buckets. Here's another hot take. I don't even know if it's true because I have zero frame of reference. There is no other top 10 caliber player I would prefer to pair with Michael Porter Jr. than Jokic. Man, you know what? That's a really interesting one. And without think- here, here's the one thing I will say. Part of what has been so exciting for me of this last week is I think MPJ is a Jokic player. Oh, yeah. I think he's a And I called him a super wancho on the Locked on Nuggets yesterday. I that's the thing that's so surprising about me. I didn't expect that. I expected to see a Carmelo, right? Like a guy that's not right. cutting and not moving, and then holds the ball for ten seconds, whatever. He is an incredible off-ball mover, and like Jokic is going to find him. Jokic is the one that said he thinks that right. MPJ could be the best right. cutter on the team. I used the word instincts earlier. Well, these are two different sets of instincts that could not line up more, right? Jokic's instinct is to find the seven-foot-tall dude slashing to the rim. Yep. MPJ sniffs those things out. We that's the other thing. In these MPJ minutes preseason, not a lot of them have been next to the best players on the team. Right. So, right. Oh, man. All right, give me more. I'm getting excited. The Nuggets. Actually, I'll go to another player. Jeremy Grant is a top five fit at power forward alongside Jokic in the whole NBA. That's scorching hot. That's scorching hot. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. But let's. Who do you have the other four? Can of course I put you not. On the spot? <laughs> uh, no, but I do have. I have two names that I think are clearly ahead of him. Okay. Giannis. Okay. And uh, uh, Anthony Davis. Those are good. Good picks. <laughs> I think you could make a strong case for Zion. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> Even though he's so young, I think. I think before very long, you could make. You could say him. I'm counting LeBron as a small forward and Paul George. Like those okay. guys can yep. play power forward, but you know I'm going to count them there. What other guys? Porzingis, maybe. I mean, Porzingis, I just worry about health. Jeremy Grant, and, and here's what I want to say. Porzingis and even Anthony Davis and, and those types of guys, those are high usage guys. Like Jeremy Grant loves and seems to just fully embrace this role that is like, he. people hate playing the dunker. People hate being the off-ball guy and just moving out of the way constantly. He is an elite guy at moving out of the way, and he seems to like it. It's true. It's true. He's he's also probably like yeah. He's probably at the ceiling of talent level for a guy who is willing, if not prefers, to do the things he does. Correct. Because if you're better than that, people want to give you the ball yeah. and have you do <laughs> things. Right. Yeah. He's right. he's honestly good enough to do that. Like he's better than Andrew Wiggins. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Right. But yeah. Andrew and Andrew Wiggins, if he played like Jeremy Grant, where he was always cutting and moving sure, the ball, sure, and right. just like lended himself. Yeah. To like that oh, stuff. I don't need to touch the ball every time down court. Yes, that he would also be good, but he's not. Jeremy Grant. It's Top almost five like, fit at power forward. And, and now I'm not in his head, but it's almost like he's chosen to be an elite role player rather than a bottom of the barrel, you know, next tier up. And and I think that's that's like the right path for a lot of guys. And I will say this too. I think Paul Millsap obviously deserves his starting spot. I think he's going to close a lot of games. That handoff 
is going to happen this year. Yeah. And whether it actually manifests itself in Jeremy Grant starting or not, this is the last year that he does not. Like, I, he's the power forward of the future, but he's also going to be the best option, I think, going forward. What is your confidence level that they retain him going forward? Is there, like, a scenario in which he plays so well that that's off the table? 90%. Okay. That's, that's um, there is a situation where he plays himself into a huge contract, but Denver will just have to to, to make it do. At some point, you got to go into the tax. And and but it's not even just the tax. Here's the thing, I think Jeremy Grant's are harder to find than Malik Beasley's, mm. and I think Malik Beasley's really really good. You could say in a vacuum, you know, Malik Beasley could have as much value. I don't, I don't agree with that, but you could say that. But just finding a Jeremy Grant is tough, and you could find. I think a lot of shooting guards would look really good next to Jokic. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Power forwards, there's not a lot. There's not nearly as many. Um, you want me to go it again? Yeah, give me uh, give me one more. Give me one more before I give a read, and then you can. Jokic will average fewer than 15 points per game. Fewer. Ooh, how high are the assists in this scenario? Eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's really hot. Is it, it is really hot, and I don't know that I believe it, but I'm throwing, but I'm throwing it out for no, a reason. Perfect, half baked. So is this this is a, a new willingness to defer to a to a revamped team? Oh, I don't think it has anything to do with deferring. I've always thought Jokic's favorite games are the ones where he has 12, 13 assists. I think that's true. and he shoots six times. Like I, I, I don't think he minds scoring. Certainly in the playoffs, he did a great job of it, and we've seen it in big games and there'll be big nights. I just think that Jokic is in such a situation where he gets to play quarterback every time down court, and there's just gonna be a lot. There's more receivers than ever before. Watching him in preseason, he could not be less interested in shooting. He might not need to though. That's no, the I thing. know, I know. I mean, look, if it was almost his approach on Serbia, right? At Team Serbia, yeah. it's like everyone's willing to pass and play the right way. This is awesome. Yeah. He had no interest in. So I think that's probably too hot because yeah. I think he's too good. Like I think yeah. he can accidentally average yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Um, but I see where you're going with that. And is that in that scenario? Is this ideal for the Nuggets? Is this the best version of the Nuggets results? Jokic will have to score big on some nights, and that's just how it is. I think all these great passers have to know when they do and when they don't have to score. And I think Jokic knows this stuff pretty really pretty well. So my answer is yes, but just with that caveat that some nights he is going to have to go for 40, and I think he will. All right, let's take a quick break. It's time to give a read, Adam. Thirty, 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 Adam. Thirty, thirty. That's right. Total Bev is giving the DNVR fam thirty percent off your purchase of twenty-five dollars or more. Use that code DNVR twenty nineteen online. Uh, order this online or in the Total Bev app, Total Beverage app. Download that today, by the way, if you haven't yet. As you may or may not know, Total Bev delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder, from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. Adam, I know that's big for you. That's right, from drinks to gummies. You can now enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Do not let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchases of $25 or more. And better yet, you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. You can just get it delivered. Check out TotalBeverage.com. Tell them DNVR sent you. Cheers. 
All right, Adam, a couple more hot takes and then we'll get to some, just a couple reviews today. But I'm feeling this. I'm excited. I'm irrationally excited. So feed me more. You, you want more? I want more hot takes. How about more wins? What are the chances Denver wins 60 wins this year? I I'm, I think I'm going to go with you on this one. God, I'm telling you, man. I think I'm going to go with you. I, it's my, one of my number one thoughts, takeaways from the preseason is, wow, this team's really deep. There, there are garbage time preseason guys. We cover basketball for a living. I've had to Google them on other teams. Right. Denver's putting out rotation level, level players. And some of those guys are still figuring things out, and they'll be better in three months. I think it's easy for the Nuggets to be good. Easy. I think it's hard for them to be great, yep. as it is for every team. But I think it's easy for them to be good. And the Nuggets weren't even that good against Phoenix, I felt. Mm. like I mean, they had a few moments that were really good. But like they just stumble into great looks because they have so many talented players. And, um, and that again, that was without Malik Beasley... Paul Millsap. I don't. The one thing I'll say, I don't know that we're going to get to see a full rotation. I have no idea what the rotation is going to be. Yeah. I, I I don't know that we have a great read on that just yet. But I know in my head the ten guys that I would play are all really freaking good on both ends of the court. And I, there is a chance that the Nuggets just have that year where it's like, no, this team is actually just awesome. And many nights they're winning by double digits. The baseline's that high now, isn't it? It is. Like they can play a poor game. And I think beat over half of the league, if not more. Uh, poor for large stretches, at least. I mean, right. I do yeah, think sure. they have to, to sure. have their moments. But they have guys that can have moments on the drop of a hat. But that just speaks to, like, where they're at now. Which yeah. is, it's the question isn't, is it easy for us to be good? It's, can we be great? For the record, I am not predicting them to win over 60 games. But I don't think it is a hot take. That, this is, like, how hot of a take is it? I do not think it's a hot take that that would happen. If you told me they won 60 games, I'd be like, wow. Do you remember what the over-under is this year? Is it 53? 53? I think that's low, but I think the high end of it is 60 of the Denver Nuggets season. Look, man, that, that Warriors team had that year where it was just like, oh, everything clicked, and all of a sudden they were 20 wins better than anybody thought coming. And with Denver, I mean, I see it with Jeremy Grant. I see it with... Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I see it with Gary Harris. Mm. And I just look at it and I go, you know what? People are discounting how many avenues Denver has to getting better. That's the one thing. Whenever people talk about them, they're like, well, this is the weakness and this is the thing. And and, and when it comes to the playoffs, I still agree. I still think they're vulnerable in a, in a couple different areas. But from regular season, Gary Harris should be better than he was last year. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Will Barton, if he plays, should be better than last year, right? Jeremy Grant is definitely better than Trey Lyles yes. last year, right? Yeah. Jokic should be better. Murray should be better. Monte Morris should be better. Malik Beasley should be better. This team should be better than last year. And yes, even if the West got hard, there's a case. There's just so many things that could break in their favor that it's like, if le- if a quarter of them break in their favor, they're better than they were last year. I've got you all riled up. So while you're in this state of mind, I have to ask you because I've asked you before. But half-baked hot take version, Adam. Ooh. Percentage points on a Denver Nuggets title. <laughs> I'm st- I'm up. I know. I was at three and a half percent. I'm up to four and a half percent. Boom. Boom. Through three preseason games. Yeah, for three preseason games. We bumped games. it up a percent. No joke, though. Actually, I, you know what? You know what? I, I for real am because of how great Jeremy Grant looks and Mike. Like there's. there's if they just were hot and making shots, it would be one thing. But like half of Michael Porter Jr.'s shots are dunks off of great cuts, you know. No, that's a good point. Jeremy Grant just he does the little things well. That's what I'm counting. Um, here's what I'll say though. You know what number percentage is really up? 
their odds to win a championship in this era. In this era, yeah. Because as exciting as Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter Jr. are right now, they both look like they have two or like where they will be in two seasons from now is better than where they are now. And I just look at that and I go, man, there is something here that there is something too. In two years, Michael Porter Jr. could be a top fifteen player. Jokic could be a top five player. Murray could be a top twenty player. Jeremy Grant could be a elite role player along with Gary Harris. And we've learned that the landscape of this league changes every 20 minutes, let alone every year. But right. if you look at the other six to seven teams who are either gearing up for a title run or lying to themselves about doing that, Denver probably has the clearest path to still being here in three years. Denver, weirdly enough, who they would be competing for a championship if it were in two years. And by the way, their title window is open, so I'm not trying to put off this year. Like they could sure, win right, this year. Right, right. I'm all I'm all about their odds. But I just think the I just think the number will be so much higher. And whoever like what other team will have great odds at a championship in two seasons from now? There, we actually don't know. We don't know. And that's to me, that's how I would boil down what introducing MPJ does for me. There was a time where I would have viewed this as the year, however small that window was. I think it's probably a three, four year window now. Here's a yeah, here's a fun thought experiment. If you take MPJ off this team, how much does it reduce your like up your like how you feel about them? Down the line? No, um, no, no, yeah. Just, yeah, 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 no. yeah. If I just told you, yeah, he's, he's out. He's it's a strange playing. amount now. It is. It is. Isn't yeah. it weird that he's only played three preseason games you're already like, man, without him, they're just a completely different team. And I'm contradicting myself because all summer I said the Nuggets are good because they're good, not because of this enigma. And they are. And, and they that's are. true. And it is true. But there is, if you're talking about that, okay, it's gone from they have to get lucky to, no, it could just happen. Things could just fall into place. Luck's obviously involved. But MPJ gives you that feeling of this is a window, not just a little. Vote. Who do you not guard if you put out a lineup of Murray, Harris, MPJ, Grant, Jokic? Like, where's the scrub? I think you're helping off a of Jeremy Grant. You're helping off. Of, well, even if, but even I know, just, he's sure. dunking and rebounding. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you, he. I just think Denver has a, a rare combination of players that they're going to work towards. That's like, yeah, you can't. No, what, what is MPJ saying? No bums on the court? Yeah, that's a great Denver's got quote. no bums on the court. We gotta get we that, gotta make that out. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Alright, we gotta get out of here. Before we do, let's read some reviews. Coming to we us... Do have any good ones? From at, I don't know, Adam. Let's find out. From at Veteran Move. This is my first review ever. Ooh. Like of anything? Of anything? <laughs> like not even like, like, a, like a sub shop in your town. Alright. Reviewing from Historic Montrose, where Spectrum will be airing tonight's preseason game on Altitude TV. Weird flex, but go yeah, on. Yeah, it is a good flex. I follow Adam's podcast faithfully, and it oh. would be weird if we ever met, because I would likely speak to him as if he were a friend. That wouldn't be weird. I love it. Yeah. I speak to Adam that way, and I'm definitively not a friend. Uh, it may <laughs> actually, He says he may actually subscribe to DNVR. Do it. You want to talk about a veteran move, you, if you love Adam, get more Adam in your life. Subscribe. He appreciates the improved production quality over time. Go Nuggets. And he needs a Stiff's Night Out on Montrose. <laughs> Stiff's Night Out Montrose is going to be a tough draw. That'd be tough. Not I, don't know how many, yep. I don't know how many uh, watch parties we can do on the Western Slope, although maybe we can do one at some point. How about this? You make the trip. You let us know when you're coming, and we'll make sure it's a night to remember. Well, you subscribe, and maybe we'll put something together. That's that's the real plug. Oh. And honestly, it does provide us an opportunity, guys. To, what we do here is not a given. Like, it, DNVR is not just going to exist for forever be just of, of nature. Like, if you like what we've done, it, subscribe. But also, here's the thing. I don't know if everybody understands what you get with a subscription. I wrote two things this week, Monday and Tuesday, that are two of like my favorite types of things to, to do. X's and O's, very detailed breakdowns about Jeremy Grant. Ten videos. Ten videos detailing what, uh, in large part, what I love about Jeremy Grant and some other things. And 
Um, I'm going to be doing this all year. Every single game, I'm going to be having film studies on this. So if you like listening to me and, and seeing some of my analysis, subscribe. Hey, we recognize that we're asking something from you for the first time here, and this dynamic has changed. But just trust that we wouldn't do that unless we were prepared to give you more, and that's what we're doing. So. I think this was my best month, my favorite month. Like, if you put the content that was put out this month, it's probably my favorite one. And half of that was behind the paywall. So subscribe. If you Check appreciate it out. what you do, support us, please. Uh, and hey, leave a five-star review on iTunes, too. That helps. Like, it does this, help. like this review. We're still four and a half, aren't we? We are. Shout out to the guy who gave us three because they didn't know how their iPhone settings work. That really happened. Did yeah. you read that review? Yeah, we did. Yeah. The two and a half speed. Okay, that's a drag. Yeah. Um, so the only non-five-star review we've got. <laughs> Why is this playing so fast? Coming to us from RMB1426. Sub-pronunciation clarity? question mark loves the new show you guys compliment one each other one another wonderfully seems like you've settled on adam's nicola rather than malone's nicola Ooh. was this conscious is this how he says it just curious for the record so am i i have no idea uh he says keep going forward guys shout oh out. i love it shout forward out. shout out h dub 303 harrison Lynn boulder boy forward um, it is deliberate. It is the way that you pronounce Nikola in, in Serbian. That's how it's said. Nikola Tesla, Nikola, Nikola Jokic. Yep. But here's the thing, and I love this about Jokic. He does. He's the only one that doesn't care. Not even a little bit. You know who informed us of this, by the way? Do you know who told Vucevic, us? Vucevic. Right? It was Vucevic. Nice work. told Vic Lombardi at the Oscar. It was Nikola Vucevic. Nikola yeah. Vucevic. I so. can never tell because his face doesn't change. Jokic is whether you say his name right or wrong, he doesn't. I one time, so so my Serbian followers told me one time that his nickname would be Johnny, and I always forget why. There's like a complex reason in Serbian why why Johnny is the <laughs> nickname awesome. of Nikola. But um, I asked Jokic one time if he call if if uh, he goes by Johnny, and he goes, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> I was like, "All right." Well. He really doesn't care. Uh, we do care. We care so much that we bumped up the, the Denver Nuggets title chances by 1% because of three preseason games. That's right. Half-baked hot takes. No, nothing I love more. Adam, thank you. I will let you go home to your wife and your children. Uh, the rest of you, another podcast tomorrow because we do it every day of the week. So if you like what we do, hop on iTunes, leave another review. If it's five stars, we promise we'll read it. Leave some questions on Twitter, guys. We'll try to get to those. And in the meantime... Just just sit there and marinate on the delicious possibilities. Michael Porter Jr., no longer a dream, it's a reality. South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the uh, extensive selection of some uh, hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? 
particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.